Costume swappers! There we go. Hello, everybody! <laughs> and welcome to the Tesla Life number 286. Here we are on the 21st of December 2022. Casey's got his electrifying sweater on, and I've got a Chevy Chase hat. <laughs> Christmas and we've got vacation. a new person in the chat. We've got uh, Bruno Alves <laughs> and uh, and then uh, Mike Avalia. I've messed up everybody's last name today. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. Welcome. So, yeah, we've got uh, a fun uh, list of uh, stories tonight. Uh, first of all, you'll notice that we're missing one person. Patrick has not been able to join us because he's getting ready for the best holiday of the year, which in his household, of course, is Festivus. Uh, oh, yes. which is uh, <laughs> the day before Christmas Eve. So uh, Patrick's getting ready, uh, getting warmed up for the feats of strength on Festivus, uh, which is uh, part of the tradition. So uh, we'll see Patrick next time. But uh, thanks, everyone, for joining us. And uh, Casey joins us uh, from his undisclosed location at a foot of a bed. How are you today, sir? Doing pretty well today. Excellent. It, was, uh, Excellent. it was chilly here. I imagine that you guys were, were, were frozen because we were literally. Frozen. Yeah, we got a we got a cold front that's moving in, and it's it's going to hit us right over Christmas Eve and Christmas. So oh, people my. that are traveling, it's going to be some trouble in southern Ontario. But uh, hopefully, if you have a chance to leave early, do so. All right. Get on the road. And then uh, you know, be careful out there. These all these different viruses are out there. Running muck. Exactly. Exactly. So we got a bunch of uh, stories. Uh, the story mill never closes at Tesla, as you well know. And uh, Casey's going to start us off with the first one, uh, which is about a price drop, which is always nice to hear. Yeah. So uh, but before we talk about the price drop, Tesla redesigned their gift card. It looks like this, but it's in black and white. <laughs> Like literally, let me show you the picture of this gift card here. So you're you're, you're saying they uh, they've dressed their gift card up in a sweater? Yes. Look, <laughs> actually, I would have bought it in black. <laughs> yes. Uh, the other thing they did was uh, we talked recently about how they had uh, lowered the price of the Tesla wall connector and the J seventeen seventy two connector. They did it again. So the yeah. Tesla, uh, sorry, the NACS. Uh, connector um, is now $350 at Tesla and at Best Buy. The J1772 did not see uh, a similar price drop that I could sell. Okay. So yeah. uh, so Best Buy followed Tesla's lead, and they're both at $350 uh, US at this point. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Well, that'll yeah. be interesting. And that, of course, is the Generation 3 with a 24-foot cord. Correct. And it can do up to 48 amps, which is the max that the new cars can do. Max that the new cars can do anyways. So, uh... Right. <laughs> Although, I'm really hoping that Cybertruck and Semi can do... Uh, well, if the Semi can even do uh, level 2 charging, I'm hoping they both can do 80 amps, which is the maximum uh, of AC charging on Max and J1772. Right. And was that the old Max for the Model S, too? Yes. Yes, it was. Okay. For the Model S with the dual 10-kilowatt chargers... Uh, you yeah. can get uh, 100 amps, uh, 100 amp breaker, 80 amps out of it, and uh, and with my Model X, I can get uh, 72 amps out of it. So, like, almost as good, like 19.2 kilowatts, something like that. 
Yeah, that's that's a fair amount of charging. I remember when I got mine and I looked at the chart, I didn't even go up to the full breaker amount because I said, ah, 50 amp is fine. It'll be it'll be fine. Charging at 40, that's great. Works for me. So my understanding is the Canadians are the reason why either we are limited to 48 amps or the shorter <laughs> sure, cable. Sure, pin it on us. Yeah, right. It was your electrical code, not ours. <laughs> ours is like, yeah, do what you want. Let you get yourselves. Yeah. Have the insurance. <laughs> Yours like, oh no, we're we're the insurance. We're not paying for that crap. <laughs> Come on, let's be safety conscious here. Let's not just let people plug whatever they want in and charge however much they want. <laughs> That's right. Keep yeah. definitely the Canadians have got the uh, the right the right thought there. We don't need. Well, if it's a matter of the cable down, down, I'm hoping they can just give us the more amps on the shorter cable. I'm fine with that. It's only four feet, but um, if it's the amperage, I'm hoping they can just make a U.S. spec because. Because if the Cybertruck is anywhere near what the Hummer is at 200 kilowatts, yeah, and, and if the semi-truck has any AC charging capability, can you imagine how long they would take to charge at 48 amps? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a while. And yeah, that's, even, though, even the Ford Lightning is an 80 amp truck. That's already a complaint with the uh, the Rivians that are out there. Some people yeah. are saying the home charging is, is not enough because, of course, the battery is so much larger uh, in Huge. these trucks compared <laughs> to the 75 kilowatts that most are used to. Exactly. So there we go. We got okay. everybody out there. <laughs> Next, let's move on to new factory announcement in Mexico. This is an rumor. Yeah, this is a rumor. It's uh, it's been bubbling for some time now. We did yes. uh, see pictures of Elon in Mexico previously, uh, speaking to uh, local dignitaries uh, of the area. And, they got their uh, express lane. and and this is the same Mexican state uh, that provided uh, Tesla express lanes for Tesla suppliers uh, to get across the border in a timely fashion. This location uh, is approximately two hours uh, from current Giga Texas uh, by road. And that's the weird thing about this. If you were going to build another Tesla factory, I'm not sure what the th reasoning would be to have it so close to the Texas factory. What do you think it is, Casey? Labor costs and also sourcing. So if you can, uh, depending on how everything is worded in in uh, in the IRA, is the IRA right? Yeah. Um, if putting the subassemblies together in Mexico makes them count, even though they are uh, built from the Chinese cars, that's too lower labor regions and then pop it across the border and, and get full tax credit for it. But when you think from a, a standpoint of uh, servicing their customers, it would be more wise to build it in a Northeastern state uh, or Ontario where the location would be close to markets. That... Well, I imagine if, if, if they are doing some underhanded sourcing tricks that Canada is not going to fall for it either. So <laughs> Uh, you could do it in Mexico, and you guys aren't that much cheaper than us for for labor. No, we we'd be the same amount for labor, if not a little bit more expensive. Yeah. Um, so I don't know that it's going to be a gigafactory. I think it's going to be like Tilburg was, like it's an assembly facility. Uh, they've got something going on there, like maybe a, like a parts depot. They 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 get something ready to go, and then it just bolts in at the other gigafactory when it crosses the border. Yeah, and and they've been they've been pushing on this rumor that. Tesla's going to announce like this week or next. Uh, 
just before the beginning of the new year. So <laughs> we'll have to keep our eyes open for this uh, through the week uh, coming. Uh, and of course, uh, if you want to keep up with the news, uh, just uh, subscribe to our Twitter feed at the Tesla Life or our Facebook feed, the Tesla Life Numeral One, and uh, we'll definitely report upon it when we find it. So yeah. you can be the first to know. So Tilburg, Tilburg was closed when uh, when the um, shortly after the Model Three came out, right? Yes. Yeah. So that one was making Model S's and for a little bit Model X's. And it was just assembling them from kits. That way they would qualify for the, the British tax break. And then the British decided they were going to do something different with, uh, with Brexit. their whole economy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Tilburg's no yeah. longer necessary. That whole yeah. thing went sideways quick. So It uh, did. It yeah. did. Yeah, uh, I, don't think, I don't think the British have it sorted out yet. So. No, I, I doubt it. Uh, so I don't, I, don't, I don't have a feeling that whatever this is, if it comes to be, I don't have a feeling it's going to be a gigafactory. So you think it's going to be just uh, assembly or major supply uh, that's right. going to be pushed through Mexico and and uh, help them with accounting? Yeah, use use their uh, use their express lane for a little bit more, you know, justify it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> through the border. Um, the other the other part of it is kind of political. Like like you've got all these countries and states that are vying for the next gigafactory. You've got South Korea, you've got Canada, and you've got more U.S. states. It would be kind of kind of a slap in the face to to put the next gigafactory uh in north america in mexico when they weren't even in the running could be could be so there's a lot of speculation on this we'll have to see what the announcement is if the announcement actually happens in the time frame that uh, most two. are saying <laughs> it will so who knows but uh look for that decision son. hopefully uh within a week or so what if it's even Tesla? Remember, Panasonic is 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 going to be uh, expanding operations in North America as well for twenty one seventies and forty six eighties. Yeah, more battery plants, and it, 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 having that diversification where you've got different plants that you know certainly would make sense if it was a supplier plant that it's only within a couple hours from yeah. the actual main plant where everything's less assembled. chance for the tractors to get shut up like that one that elon likes to tell us about yeah exactly <laughs> so it uh it gives uh it gives uh uh these suppliers the ability to run those parts in quickly and and have just in time deliveries uh which helps tesla uh with uh, not only the storage uh but the keeping up to schedule with the car manufacturer uh production that they have in mind next story uh texas gets approval uh, for Texas to become an electricity electricity supplier or provider power to company. people in Texas. And of course, we've talked about this for some time. We know about uh, Tesla uh, setting up uh, a number of different power walls with homes in Texas. We know about the installation of a new uh, Tesla uh, what was it, a mega pack uh, location that was just outside of Austin. Uh, and we know that uh, Tesla has been uh, pushing this further and further. Whenever they get into a, a market in Europe, uh, they're looking for these type of uh, abilities as well. So uh, right here on the Tesla website, as Casey is showing, they're talking about uh, the ability to sign up for Tesla Electric. And uh, you too, uh, can uh, receive uh, subsidies uh, for putting your power walls onto the Tesla electric system. 
So uh, of course you're able to use the app uh, that we're all familiar with. And it will also give you the ability to see uh, different uh, others that are involved with the program around you. <clears throat> and you get to see the stats of uh, what's been taking out um, from your particular system put into the grid. And of course you get paid uh, for the time uh, that your device is being used. <clears throat> so this is, uh, this is fantastic. Uh, uh, certainly for Tesla, it makes a lot of sense that they've got all these users out there, hundreds of thousands of users uh, that have their product and being able to link them all to a common cause and become that uh, peaker plant, a virtual peaker plant uh, in the state uh, that, of course, they'll be paid uh, for the use of this uh, energy uh, when it's in short supply. So it makes complete sense. It's something that's going to be, it's going to be um, something that Tesla will most likely will expand everywhere they can. Uh, everywhere. This is something that we've seen already happen in Europe and some European uh, states. And this is, uh, this is just uh, what's coming. Uh, I can definitely see this rolling out to all states because Tesla has the ability with their auto bidder software to be able to switch on and off in microseconds, pull from hundreds, if not thousands of customers at the same time to support a grid in a certain area and eliminate the need for that utility to fire up a peaker plant, which costs a, a large amount of money just to fire on and off uh, every once in a while when that uh, that peak uh, power uh, is required. So yeah. we can definitely see uh, that this is gonna be some, some, some it's going to be some big changes in Texas uh, for this, uh, for those power companies uh, when they're able to turn on and off switch immediately and not have to uh, fire up a natural gas plant. Yeah. And then this, this is also something that I've been hammering home for a while now is, is getting the auto bidder software to the, the home users. And this does that without all the extra complication. It's all set it and forget it. With the auto bidder, you got to set in your price limits and all this and that. Uh, you can still set in your threshold, like, hey, don't tear my power wall up for less than 30 cents a kilowatt hour. Uh, and and it, you can put that in the Tesla app and it'll, it'll take care of that for you. And when you have high high power costs, it'll go through and it'll coast, like like Patrick likes to do manually with his. It'll coast uh, over that high power cost and, and run on, on your solar and your Power wall, but uh, you only need two things for this program. You need a power wall, and you need um, to be in a in an area of Texas that has electric choice, which means you get to pick your utility. Uh, which, as we saw during the last Texas grid situation, it, it it bit a lot of people in the butt. But at least if Tesla was your um, energy provider, you would actually you would actually make out like a bandit instead of some other power company, which would have been cool. Uh, the other thing it does is uh, when you are looking at a situation where, like say it's been too cloudy or uh, the electricity cost is, is super low, what they will do is they'll source your electricity from wind and solar in Texas where possible, but if not in Texas, you know, someplace that's connected to Texas, which isn't much. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they'll make sure that, that you are 100% uh, zero footprint as far as uh, fossil uh power production and they'll make you a little bit of a profit, which is nice. Now this, of course, this, this part that I'm about to say, it hasn't been announced at all, but can you imagine if Tesla could do this with their cars as well? Yeah. So 
And I, and I don't know, it kind of goes against what Tesla's doing, right? Because they are producing a power wall that they're selling separately, happily to people that put it in their homes. But a car is basically what? Four or five uh, power walls in your Minimum. car's battery? So, <laughs> Minimum. so having that sitting in your driveway or in your garage and plugged into the power system, man, that would be, that would be sweet uh, because yeah. your car could benefit you uh, as basically five power walls, and uh, you could be getting paid uh, for the energy pulled from that car. Yeah. Now that I mean, of that'd course be, that'd be cool if they if they even if, if they did that and they said, hey, you have to have at least one power wall at home. Okay, that's fair, but I don't need nine power walls when I've got a Cybertruck sitting out front. Yeah, <laughs> because that would that would allow the consumer to participate, and of course, it would allow Tesla to draw from a lot more vehicles. Yes. immediately, uh, as opposed to the sale of power walls, because right. there's not going to be too many people that line up, you know, six power walls in their garage. Right. They might and have then, one, they might have two. That'll be right. the typical purchase. Up to four is normal. I, I, a friend of mine interviewed a guy who's got uh, the max. I think he's got nine power walls in his, in his townhouse garage. But that's that's a special case right there. And of course, his garage hums all night long. All night long. <laughs> <laughs> when the pumps start going, you can hear it. Um, it's a little bit of a green glow from the garage. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it looks like aliens have invaded his garage because <laughs> of the, the way the light pulses up. So uh, for for those of you that have been around for a while, you might remember the controversy of whether the Model 3 or the new SNX had uh, bidirectional power. And we determined that they don't have bidirectional AC power. However, every supercharger-equipped car... Uh, can take DC in and out. Not that we have any DC uh, EVSEs at home. With the right firmware, they could open the contactors and draw power out of the car. Uh, uh, I think it was Jason Hughes actually did an experiment where he uh, made the car think he was putting in electricity when he was taking it out. And <laughs> uh, he had to do it at a certain rate so the, 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 the sanity checks didn't fail and then you know just cut the battery off. Car. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so he's proven it can be done with old Teslas. So yeah, that's so just a matter this is of not, this is not out there yet, but it's something. No, it's we're not. Maybe but... heading. So uh, keep do an eye it. on it. Uh, we'll see as Tesla starts to expand this into other counties, other states, other areas of the of the world. Uh, we'll see uh, if this trend continues, which we believe it will. Next, uh, Casey's got a story about Tesla sweetening the deal. You know, let me pray I alter it further. <laughs> but the other way. Okay, so uh, we talked about how in the U.S. Uh, Tesla's giving you uh, thirty-seven fifty if you uh, purchase an in-stock uh, car, and same similar sort of deal in in China and and Europe. Europe now four thousand pounds. Yeah. Yes, four thousand pounds or whatever the the uh, one euros. Yeah. Yep, and then the euros, and then. Uh, in the in, in in North America, if you purchase an in-stock car, Model Three, Model Y, they will give you ten thousand supercharger credits, ten thousand supercharger mile credits. Miles. Yes. If you if you get your car by the end of the year, so before that ball drops, come on down, get yourself ten thousand free supercharger miles and your thirty-seven fifty. Yeah, they're sweetening the pot. They they want people to take these cars, and there there must be a bit of a glut because of. The coming tax credit uh, changes that happen January the first. Right. So there must be some sort of glut or uh, people holding off the purchase. 
you know, they're using their one uh, delay tactic uh, right. to push them into the new year. Um, that kind of thing must be going on quite a bit. And I can understand why. They're, you know, it's, you've got a large incentive uh, that most believe they can qualify for. Uh, and uh, it's, it's new rules. Uh, Tesla hasn't had a tax incentive now for quite some time. Uh, so being able to uh, wait and get that $7,500 uh, is, a, is a big benefit uh, for someone that's picking up a car and having to wait a few weeks uh, is not much of a problem if you're going to pick up $7,500 for doing so. Yep. They, uh, they also, you can't buy a Model 3 performance, I'm sorry, Model 3 long range custom order anymore uh, for now. <laughs> kind of just pushing you to that into the deal. Yeah, and uh, let me see what other cars that is. Let's try it on the on the Model Y. Oops, not by now. I want custom order. And uh, the the other thing to remember with that is that some of these cars don't actually qualify for for the uh, for the program. Uh, right. If you if you option your Model Y up too high, or if you especially with the Model Three, it's a lot harder to hit that target because it's uh, for the sedans. It just doesn't go as high as it does for the SUVs. Um, all right, so it lets me do both. Uh, the Model Y Long Range and Model Y Performance. And let me try real quick the, uh, the refresh cars, the Model S and Model X. Let's do a custom order on them. And it looks like so far, it's just the Model 3 Long Range that you can't custom order at the moment because they've got enough of them available in all the colors, all the interiors, and all the wheels. Plus, you know, we'll sweeten the deal if you if you take the wheels you don't want or the interior you don't want. Might be worth ten thousand free supercharger miles. I'm noticing that all the custom orders for performances are available in, like in December, but uh, the Model X long range isn't available till March to June. <laughs> uh, but the other thing to remember is if you do choose custom order, you might still get a car that just matches your spec from stock. But you won't get the credits. You won't get the supercharger miles, and you won't get the thirty-seven fifty. So what you want to do? Go to Tesla.com, pick pick your car, pick buy now, and then when you pick buy now, you're going to search for uh, what you want, and then you're going to uh, order that. But uh, if you don't see what you want, it's mm -hmm. worth talking to your local Tesla sales rep, uh, either uh, via chat or if you have a nearby store or gallery. And they can they can find some others. You will have to pay a transportation fee sometimes, but uh, they'll get you what you're looking for, and then you still get to take advantage of it. And they're motivated. They are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, uh, with the cars that are in stock, uh, if they've been in stock for any length of time, not any length of time, but like for a long while, uh, they they give you uh, an age discount. If it was involved in any sort of demo program or showroom floor model. You get a, um, we still get the age model, age discount, but you also get a mileage discount. And uh, if it's just got way too many miles for a stock car that wasn't one of those two categories and wasn't a loaner, although the loaner would be used, and, and you know it wasn't a demo car for any way or any reason, then you, you also get uh, money off for the mileage in the car as well. If it's just uh, it's way too many miles. Yeah. 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 So check it out if you're if you wanted to pull the trigger. There's uh, there's some more incentive to do so. So. Think about it. Next story, Giga Texas. And yeah. the Hydra boxes have started to arrive. And yeah. we know this because a drone went up to the window of Gigafactory Texas and pointed its camera through the big window 
and you can see the boxes being unloaded. Yeah, this so, is what uh, people are afraid of with drones, them looking through the window. But see, look how yeah. bad this looks with a giant window. So it's, it's not going to show you anything through your personal window. <laughs> I, I have a feeling the windows are there on purpose just to allow oh, the drones to see this Why do you stuff? think they're so clean and so big? Yeah, exactly. with great lighting. Uh, so you can see it says uh, Idra or Idra right there. And, yeah. and, and um, they were on the other side of the wall last week. And I thought they were going to punch a wall out and put them in there. But I guess they have a nice loading bay if it's through. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully they planned that after building a brand new factory. They they figured that out before they did that. Right, and it's apparently it didn't take that long to get from Austin uh, or to Houston, from Houston to Austin. But part of it was they were waiting for the foundation to cure. So now that that's happened, there were no rush because you gotta you gotta have a solid foundation for a nine thousand ton press, right? Yes, <laughs> tons, not pounds, tons. <laughs> yes, indeed. So uh, it is. Uh... It started to arrive. Uh, so great news for Cybertruck fans. The uh, the the first trucks are in sight now with the actual pressing equipment uh, that has arrived and uh, is starting to be assembled inside of Giga Texas. <clears throat> so fantastic news. Great to hear. Always love to hear uh, the additional um the additional news about Cybertruck production. And then uh there's a rumor that there's well another drone shot of a bunch of batteries uh, above the lunchroom in Kika Factory, Texas. Uh they're all uh, appear to be 4680 uh packs and they're just piling up uh, on that whole floor and are they from Model Y? Are they from Oh, they're, they're just they're stocking again, right? Yeah. And somebody said stacking. that uh yeah, somebody said that because they're they're not making any 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 smoke out of their uh, exhaust uh, uh, of the forty six eighty part of the plant, that these must be coming from uh, from Cato and elsewhere. But who cares where they're coming from? They're they're stockpiling what appears to be forty six eighties. Just getting ready, getting ready, yeah. and of course, of course, uh, we know that they've been uh, working with the forty six eighties to to get everything, I guess, gelled together. Uh, they've they've got a number of hurdles that they've had to clear with the 4680. It's not on time, uh, but of course they're adjusting as they're going along. Uh, they're still, they still got a line of um, standard range Model Ys that are leaving with the 4680s uh, from uh, Giga Texas. And of course they're monitoring the situation all the time, but we know that the Cybertruck needs the 4680s. There's no doubt uh, when it comes to the cost of the vehicle and of course how big the battery pack is they need uh, the, the 4680s to be in it, we believe, in order to be cost effective. Now, there could still be a plan B, uh, but uh, that's that's what we understand. Well, we do also know that they need a structural pack because of the way that the Cybertruck is assembled. And uh, they couldn't they can't pull a, a number like they did with the semi truck and and fill it with 2170s uh, with the traditional uh, pack layout. One thing they can do, and I've always been saying this, is that there's nothing stopping you from making a structural pack with 2170s, except right. that now you've got a machine that does that you're going to throw away, basically, unless you can reconfigure that machine to take 4680s. Yeah, yeah. Once it's in structural format, you're just loading a module into the bottom of the truck. They're, they're a brick, <laughs> so it doesn't matter what's inside the brick. Yeah. Well, we'll keep our eye on that. Next story I wanted to touch upon was uh, Harris Ranch. Yeah. 
Harris Ranch is a supercharger site that's between Los, Los Angeles and San Francisco. And uh, Harris Ranch had uh, a good amount of superchargers. Uh, 18, I believe, uh, was the number that they had uh, at this location. Uh, but Harris Ranch had been undergoing a uh, update, so an expansion uh, to it just across, basically, uh, there's, there's a bank of 18, there's a uh, gas station, and then there's the new expansion area. Uh, but the number... <laughs> The number of expansion was the uh, story in this. Get this, they had 80 supercharger bays being installed as the expansion. So, uh, oh, we do have a photo of this. Let me just uh, get that to uh, share here. Boom, share. And here's a yep. shot of the Harris Ranch expansion. This is 80 superchargers being set up. So with uh, the original ones, that'll be 96 uh, that they will, I'm sorry, 98, 98 that they will have at this one supercharger site. And uh, isn't that incredible? Coming from the, coming from the Northeast, uh, in my case, Ontario, you'd never dream of uh, seeing that many superchargers at a single site like uh it's it's becoming commonplace in southwestern uh united states though uh there's a lot of these large chargers open up especially along those major routes between los angeles san francisco launch at los angeles and say uh las vegas uh there's a number of these different sites that are coming online uh las vegas and i'm sorry los angeles and uh uh, Arizona. Uh, so these, all these sites are starting to open up with these extra large amounts of superchargers and, uh, just, uh, amazing to see. Definitely. What's okay. the largest supercharger around you, Casey? How many, around me? Uh, how many stalls? Well, they've got a couple of like 20s nearby. Yeah. 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 But you, you, there's no 50 or 60 in your area, is there? Not in my area, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's nothing like that uh, up here. But yeah. uh, I, again, what's great about the supercharger network is that Tesla controls it. They have all the data, and of course, they have the data in the first place of how many cars are sold and where those cars are sold too. So all the zip codes they have right at their fingertips, and they know how many cars are are being added uh, to the local amount of Teslas and they can, uh, with that data decide, uh, what is, uh, what, where expansion is going to be required. So it's got some preemptive ability, uh, to uh, check out and, uh, make sure that there's the proper amount. Something else I learned, um, regarding superchargers is that the, the superchargers, even though they have the next connector, they're still speaking the Tesla protocol. So, Every other vehicle is going to be speaking CCS. So not only are the Tesla cars, the new ones, bilingual for protocol. Right. So will be the compatible superchargers. So it's not just a matter of, you know, hey, these, these superchargers aren't in the supercharger for all program. Like if you plug in with the right stuff, they won't know how to talk to, to your car. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So it couldn't start a charge even if even if they did put it in the app. So that's, that's pretty. But you could be a hindrance of other people that are waiting for that charger. <laughs> oh, you definitely would be. 
uh, hopefully they've solved the problem where like when they, when they first started coming out with the CDS um, uh, superchargers in Europe, what they would do is um, like some Volkswagens would would, would take the, the SSCS, they would latch on you and then get help get them unlatched and put away. I haven't heard of that lately, so I, I think they fixed that problem. Very good, very good. Next story is our premier lead story. Yeah, and this, uh, this is about the Tesla Semi. So we we all watched the Tesla Semi delivery uh, that happened uh, for PepsiCo, where they received two units, um, and then uh, we started to get rumors that there was more of these vehicles on the road. Yeah, we were and, thinking one or two. Yeah, <laughs> and a, a driver uh, for another company, of course, who had access to the uh, Pepsi lot in uh, Sacramento, California. Right. He had noticed uh, some of the superchargers that were built, uh, the megachargers were built there. They had four of them. Uh, right. But he also noticed that there happened to be um, more than one Pepsi truck. So uh, we've got a photo of that that we can share. Yeah. Let me share that. Boom, there we go. So when we saw that, we assumed, oh, okay, they got another one yeah. or two of them out there, right? They got a couple of Pepsi trucks at least uh, because yeah. we saw one of them at the reveal, uh, but we didn't see the other one. Right. But uh, unbeknownst to us, uh, Pepsi's vice president uh, got uh, a news release, and he was talking about uh, the uh, move to sustainable transportation, and he indicated uh, that they had uh, – been able to receive now 34 semis from Tesla, uh, which is divided amongst uh, PepsiCo. So it could be Frito-Lay, it could be Pepsi, it could be both. Most of uh, them are, are at Pepsi, a handful are at Frito. And he, he also indicated that out of those 34, they have 100 ordered. Yep. The other 66 are going to be showing up at some point uh, within 2023, so next year. But uh, I was kind of surprised with 34 because I thought for sure if uh, PepsiCo had received that many more vehicles that we have seen a lot more videos of people catching them on the, uh, the interstates uh, in Southern California and uh, we Central. We've only seen a couple of the Frito-Lay truck. And, um, you know, they got 36 of these things running around, running around Southern California. Like, let's, let's bring it on. But also the fact that they could get 36 of them in less than a month. Well, remember, we did see that drone shot of 24 trucks. Right, but that's still larger than 24. It's 36. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so this is this is even a greater amount. So uh, yeah. this is uh, this is very cool news that they're starting to roll out. I was really hoping that uh, with that amount, maybe maybe they would bring the second company into it. Like maybe I, I thought that would make more sense because now you've got yeah. all these different use cases, but. Whatever they're gonna do well, it their way, it's their business. Keep in mind that these these companies have to build a uh, mega charger typically right. in a right. location that they have access to because either going to or coming back from, they're gonna want that vehicle to be able to do a fast charge uh, at different right. points of the day. So I guess it really depends on the routes uh, that they would be. But I could definitely see Walmart would have the resources to do yeah. uh, something like that immediately. So uh, yeah. plus, plus, you know, with Pepsi and Frito, these are probably going to Walmart distribution centers anyway. <laughs> yeah, they could be. They could be. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, if we get a word that another company uh, starts to receive these, uh, because of course Tesla is going to be ramping up uh, 
between now and next year uh, and the year after, they want to be at basically in two years from now, they want to be at 50,000 trucks a year. Really? So that's a lot of trucks. Uh, they should trucks. Start be able to fill, fulfill a lot of orders uh, if they can start ramping up like that. Yeah. And then uh, they also pointed out that uh, uh, not quite. Casey, you're kind of breaking up on me. Kind of broken up. You're frozen. You might have to reset. Uh, okay. Well, we'll just we'll just move, move along. Uh, Casey will join us back at some point. Uh, he'll become unfrozen, hopefully. Um, let's see here. We've got our next story, which was about. Uh, if they don't need, okay, um, I'm back. Casey's back. Yeah. If they don't need um, megawatt charging to, to to complete their needs, why pay for the extra 350 kilowatts of of source per stall? Uh, if you yeah. don't need it to, to get your job done, and then, uh, the only reason I could think that they would do that if they don't need it is if they are publicly accessible, and they intend to take a cut of whatever Tesla's going to charge the other company. The, the other thing that came out was uh, the Pepsi trucks, the ones hauling the drinks, are running about 100 miles. And it, there's controversy over this, but it's, it looks like it's just because that's just how far apart the distribution centers are for the, for the, for the beverages. And they're running uh, 425 or 475 um, miles on the, 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 the Frito-Lay trucks. And again, that's just how far apart the distribution centers are, not the... Uh, people are like, oh, well, drinks are heavier than 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 uh, than chips, so that's why. Uh, they, we we saw the demo with a fully loaded uh, eighty-two thousand. Uh, was it eighty-two or was it eighty-one thousand five hundred? Eighty-two. Yeah. Well, it's eighty-two the, the the gross max, but I think that the demo was eighty-one, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, unless you fill it up with that much Pepsi, then. <laughs> Uh, we know it can do 500 miles. Yeah, uh, and what was it, 81,000 of, uh, you know, uh, bottles or, or if it was <laughs> carpet. It doesn't matter. It's 81, It doesn't matter. Weight is weight. Right? Which, which way is more, a ton of feathers or a ton of bricks? There you go. There you go. So uh, It takes more space, but they weigh the same. <laughs> trailer would be much larger, but other than that. <laughs> yeah. Hockey Day says it was 81 uh, on the load. Yep. Yeah. There we go. So I'm excited for this, and I uh, can't wait to see who the next customer is. And then um, I've got some plans for semi-truck when I get my hands on one. <laughs> That'll be cool. Yes. Next uh, story is about the time of year. Here we are coming into winter. Actually, the shortest day of the year is today, right? Is that, uh, Today's the solstice. We're at the solstice. So it gets all better from here, folks. We've made it to the shortest amount of daylight in the year, and now we start spreading out. Yes. But um, there was a, um, a report about uh, range loss in EVs in cold weather. We know this is going to be the case. It's with any battery electric vehicle. There is a range loss when it comes to winter. It's, it's much more severe than it is, of course, in the summer. Uh, you can lose, uh, depending on how you use your radiant heat, uh, you know, anywhere between 
20 percent uh up to 50 percent uh, depending on how you're using it but um <clears throat> this report was looking at all different ev models and how much range they actually use uh, through the winter in different uh different uh coldness temperatures and uh tesla came out the best uh they lost the least amount uh of uh extra energy uh to be used uh, during a winter season so um well <clears throat> There was the Jaguar I-Pace at just 3% range loss. What that sample is really small. Yeah, that's not... <laughs> that. There's no way that it lost just that little. Um, uh, I was reading from a uh, Jaguar I-Pace owner who says it should be uh, right around 15%. So, on par with the Teslas? <laughs> so, it's, uh, again, again, people... Uh, people that aren't used to EVs will have wildly different uh, uh, range losses in winter because a lot of people don't understand uh, that if you uh, if you have one of these cars, um, there's a different way to warm it up. The, you know the, the heat seaters, uh, uh, sorry, the, the heat the heat in the seats is going to give you a uh, much less consumption. Uh, but it warms your body up uh, quickly uh, with yeah. it on your butt and your back. It's uh, it's something that, uh, of course, can be uh, quicker. And of course, the steering wheel and then applying moderate heat uh, to the cabin of the car will keep most people happily toasty as they drive on their way. If you've just Don't got... you know, Mark, everybody needs to go 500 miles in the snow <laughs> at 20 over the speed limit. And and hauling a maxed out trailer and all the lights on. <laughs> you sound like these people in these articles, Casey. Yes, exactly. And I need to be able to do it with with just two minute stops. I always drive in the winter with all my windows down, so I need heat at full <laughs> amount all the time. Yes. I need the heat set to to, to ninety. <laughs> so it just it, you know, uh, with an electric car, you've just got to keep some of these things in mind, and uh, it's it's not like you're sacrificing. It's just a change uh, to what you may have been used to previously. So uh, I can remember in a gasoline car that all I'd be concerned about is the fan speed. I'd always have it on max heat, and I would just turn the fan speed up and down depending on how I wanted it to be. But because well, that heat was free. Car, yeah, <laughs> and with the electric car, it's a little bit different. You just got it's not free. It, it takes away from your miles directly. <laughs> <laughs> so keep that in mind. But uh, Tesla came out very well in this uh, in this example. So uh, yeah. another plus. And of course, having a heat pump, uh, as many Teslas uh, currently do now, uh, some in the past uh, did not. Uh, but uh, my Model 3, for example, is strictly radiant heat. But I get along fine with it. Uh, not not a big deal, uh, but uh, having a heat pump uh, certainly helps. Uh, if you have access to one in your car, that's a plus. Like that Jaguar. Exactly. Exactly. Next story. Ah, uh, yes. Now Casey has a, a channel that he does a show on Sundays. And of course, this was announced just after Casey's show was over because right. they knew that he would come out with this immediately. But uh, we've got well, uh, well, let's set it up even further. So, so <laughs> last week, Texas managed to set themselves a three thousand cars per week record. And so I'm talking all about the Texas three thousand cars per week, and I'm like looking over across the ocean at Berlin, and then tell them what happened, Mark. <laughs> 
as soon as Casey went off air, they announced that Berlin has now hit 3,000 cars model-wise per week uh, run rate. So uh, I'm sure it was just a slight Casey. They knew he was going off air. But they made the announcement uh, that Berlin has now equaled uh, what uh, Giga Texas had done just a few, what, four days previous to that. Right, right. So, yeah, uh, like, you can't break all the news. Share some for everybody else. Right. You, got, you got to spread <laughs> it out. You got to spread out the Tesla news. Uh, so, Berlin has now hit that milestone as well. And again, uh, it continues to ramp as well. We know a third shift is going in at uh, Giga Berlin. Uh, by the end of the year, uh, starting into the new year, where they'll now be running basically 24-7. So uh, it, uh, it's, uh, it's good to see that that ramp continues, and the milestone of 3,000 has been reached. On to four and 5,000, I say. Yep. And so uh, corporate uh, accounts, some of them now have square pictures. Uh, that's what's going on there. It's the first time I've actually seen it in action. Uh, Tesla had a round picture last time I looked. And so they did the obligatory picture. It says Giga Berlin, 3,000. Where, where's the 3,000 written? Oh, there on the, the hood of that car or the windshield. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. And this one says Giga Berlin, and they're excited. So you also get yellow check marks if you're, uh, if you're a corporation, whether or not you have a circle or a square. <laughs> circle or a square. That sounds like a game show. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> well, things are changing super fast at, at Twitter. So Yeah, they're, they're definitely changing. <laughs> And actually, uh, Elon's looking for a new CEO uh, for Twitter. It's, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> if he's got the skills, uh, he's looking for a new CEO, which is not a surprise. He was going to look for a new CEO anyways. But, uh, but tell us how, how it happened poll, like now. Yeah, held a Twitter <laughs> poll and said, hey, should I leave and get a new CEO? And they said the majority of people said yes. So Elon's moved on to looking for a new CEO. Yes. Uh, I don't know what he thought the answer would be. Was he was he hoping that, that they would say yes and he could blame it on that? Or was he thinking that, you know, that the people who booed him at, at the Dave Chappelle show were, were was an, uh, an oddity and that he'd be fine and and then whoops. Well, I know, I know <laughs> that after the poll ran, uh, his next tweet was, uh, well, the people have spoken and he said something like, uh, uh, be careful, you might get what you asked for or something yeah. along that line. So when he said that, I was like, is he going to shut the thing down and take his toys I home with him? <laughs> <laughs> uh, exactly this is true hockey day hockey day says he owns the company ceo or not it doesn't matter however when he's not ceo maybe uh some of the changes will happen a little bit slower like uh on sunday during the world cup we had uh a whole bunch of changes that went back and forth a bunch of people got banned and unbanned uh, with uh, with like news reporters, and then if you had like links to other social media, um, people couldn't see your tweets, and you couldn't post new tweets, so you got rid of the links, and then that was gone, and then Elon quit uh, unintentionally. <laughs> he put the poll up, and then people said, "Get the hell oh, out of here." <laughs> he was voted off the island. Yes, absolutely. Indeed. Yeah, he will tell them what to do, but hopefully, it'll be more of a situation like with SpaceX, where you've got a grown up at the helm. Elon's down there tinkering with the engineering, having fun, and he doesn't have to deal with the financial reports or interact with humans. Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think Twitter would benefit from that, definitely. Yeah. Next story Casey's got for us out of Lathrop. Yes, Lathrop. What's that? So over in Lathrop, um, Lathrop. we've got uh, Lathrop. Lathrop. <laughs> Where's Derek? He should be correcting me. 
That's why I'm telling you, so you don't have to. <laughs> so uh, we got more of the drone army right here, uh, photographing the uh, the the mega factory. Is it mega? I would say it's a gigafactory because it's putting out gigawatt hours of cells. Uh, the the mega pack gigafactory, and uh, and you can see these aren't shipping containers; these are mega packs, just getting ready to get shipped. I like this little grid they've got going on too. Yeah, they line them up just like the cars in uh, yeah. in rows. I'm also and glad they, to see them not sitting out in a desert like they did. Then you can at, see uh, the flat, uh, flatbed trailers uh, lining up to, uh, and that red box, Burn that red thing, was a uh, actual uh, container pickup. So oh it, oh, like at the at the port. At the yeah. port, exactly same thing. So okay, so they don't be, have to pick the one on the end. They can they can just pick it up and put it on a truck. Just pick it up and move it wherever they want. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there were a couple of trucks in the picture too. I count one, two, three trucks, uh, ready for Holloway. Yeah, not bad. Uh, I talked to my show about a guy who put the first off-grid um, mega pack at, at his yeah. factory. They built sustainable modular houses, and uh, Tesla told him, "Oh, it's going to take a week to fill it up from your solar," and it was full in seven hours. And seven so, hours. Seven hours. So now he's looking wow. at actually connecting to the grid just so he can sell the... Because right now his, his, his system shuts down four times a day, um, the solar system, because the battery is full. Too and, much, and, you too know, much power. Yeah. So if you don't have any place to put it, it's got to turn them off. And so he's like, well, I might as well make some of this money back. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Yeah. So, I say put in uh, some more, more equipment and another mega pack and, and just until it stops turning off. Just do that. You don't need to plug it in. But... The money might be good. Anders says hello. Hello, Anders. Yes. Oh, oh we got more pictures here on, on the uh, Tesla uh, San Joaquin Valley. Um, uh, I believe Joseph. Uh, he's got some pictures here. Let's share uh, what he got from the drone army. Uh, all right. Hang on. Oh, okay, good. It wasn't even on there yet. <laughs> So I can just share the correct one. There we go. Because it just loaded up like its whole feed instead of the uh, the pictures. So uh, there's the one we saw from the article. Look at that. Oh, they got okay, two, so of these, those, uh, two of those these, dock worker things. Yeah, two of them. Uh, these, these ones must be either... Um, they're not in shipping wrap. See how these are all wrapped? And you can see the vents on this one. Yeah, yeah. Are they for the facility? Are they for charging? Are they these just, guys? Uh, didn't get wrapped for some reason. The customer returns. Yeah, <laughs> someone just dropped them off. Warranty, warranty units. Returns are at the back, my friend. Just haul it around there. Yes, or maybe indeed. they're getting, written, getting ready to get wrapped. Because look at these three look fresh, and they're not wrapped yet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's more coming out of the factory. This is awesome. <laughs> and of course, Very some sprung structures. Yeah. What's that? A Tesla signature, definitely. Always, yeah. always in a parking lot. Sprung structure, yeah, or two. Exactly. There we go. Very cool. Hello, Very cool. Hello. So before the show, she was you? in a mood, but now she's, she's back to her usual self. Oh, happy, happy baby. That's good to hear. Yeah, happy baby. She took a nap. Exactly. Some, some lines on the pillow. Invitations. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Well, we've got uh, that's about it for tonight. So we yeah, we had got, a short show uh, today. A great, uh, great show today. We uh, we certainly want to wish everyone out there uh, to have a merry Christmas, happy holidays, 
whatever yes, you're celebrating. We hope you enjoy yourselves uh, for the, the next uh, few days. I think we're going to be back between the Christmas and New Year's. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, we'll, we'll have a show next Wednesday. Uh, so we'll get together at that point and uh, find what's happening in the Tesla life. But before we go, Casey, any any shout outs you've got for today? So this crazy dude is is not the baby, but me uh, is gonna have a a show on Christmas Day and New Year's Day, just because I haven't missed a show yet. Uh, even even the one when my baby was born, I didn't miss. Wow, a show. thirty minutes thirty minutes to missing it, and I didn't miss it. And uh, and then there was the the moving that one. Uh, that was a let's not talk about that show. It was a three minute <laughs> no audio show, uh, <laughs> no useful audio. It was but, all uh, done in sign language, right? <laughs> right, right. So, so uh, I'm gonna. You know, I don't, since I don't have a reason to to skip it yet, is we take a couple of um, at the usual time at one ten Eastern. Uh, we're gonna go through a couple stories, and then at the end of the show, I'll go over to deal with uh, the holiday festivities. But uh, Moto will probably be here for at least part of it, and uh, and you can catch us at YouTube.com at Casey Green, K A C E Y G R E E N, and uh, and I think we'll have a blast. Uh, for those of you that. Uh, uh, would like to just tune in while you wait for you know in between opening gifts and and, and the evening meal <laughs> or something yeah yes indeed so uh, i want to give a special shout out to those in the chat room uh thanks for to uh, hockey day uh to mike anders uh who else we got in there breakneck uh jt dana and some guy named casey bruno as yeah. well thanks yeah, everyone for joining day. us uh, we appreciate you being there, and we hope all of you have a fantastic Christmas and holidays. And uh, yeah, hockey day, uh, stay inside. Like like I said, it's it's going to be cold this Christmas for sure up here in southern Ontario. But uh, you, you know what could you know what could help this situation with this extreme climate? Maybe a future that's free from fossil fuels. That could do it. Because <laughs> we're going to electrify all the things, baby. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. All right, everyone, have yourselves a great holiday, and we'll talk Indeed. to you in a week. Stay positive and test negative. And we'll catch uh, we'll catch Patrick here. I don't know if he'll be on the next show, but, uh, but we'll definitely be on the one after there. that. <laughs> we'll catch you later.